All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to a Friday special edition episode of Fade the Mahoney. Uh, for those of you watching on uh, the YouTube exclusive edition of this, uh, you will see that uh, we proved that the Candyman phenomenon works because uh, last episode, Riddy and I, we said uh, David Tuckman's name three times in a row. And here he is. We have, is it this one? I think it's this way. Uh, we have uh, uh, David Tuckman here. Uh, we're going to try at the end of the show. I think we're going to chant like either Daniel Negreanu or maybe Beyonce three times to see if it works for next week. If you guys are cool with that, Beyonce would make a pretty good guest, I think. I mean, they both have good packages, right? Just one to the front and one to the back. Mm. That's the kind of... Uh, that's the kind of analysis we we are expecting out of you. That's great. Uh, guys, we've got David Tuckman here. David, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making the time. Uh, this has been several months in the making. Your team was very, very thorough with all of the paperwork, but uh, we finally made it happen. So thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, didn't have a choice, but uh, I've got my, my whiskey. Nice. I've got my, my Cheerios. Okay. And I've got a and I've got a cup of coffee, so uh, enough to deal with you buffoons. Okay. All right. Well, I know you're a very busy and important Hollywood celebrity. So I'm a big fucking deal. You are a big fucking deal. That's true. Uh, so if you don't hanging out, don't mind hanging out for just a minute, I would like to explain how this show works to all of our new viewers that you undoubtedly are bringing uh, their eyeballs to the show. So uh, three times a week we do this show. Um, there are many tout services available out there uh, that you can give your money to, and they will give you sports picks. Uh, we do it a little bit different. We have gathered a murderer's row of the worst sports gamblers on the planet, and I'll give you a list uh, pretty soon. Uh, we pick several games every episode, ranging from one to five stars uh, as far as confidence goes. And uh, we've done 65 episodes up until this point. And our running tally for net stars lost through 65 epo episodes is 273 and a half. So again, you can pay scam artists for their picks who probably don't do much better, or you can come visit us three times a week. Listen to what Edonk and the rest of our really bad sports gamblers say, and you can fade the Mahoney and uh, you'll probably come out quite a bit ahead. Um, I promised you a list of, of people we've had on here. The first one I want to mention, cause I told you that one to five star range. Uh, we had a gentleman by the name of KL Cleeton on, uh, a few weeks ago, and he blew up that, uh, star system by taking an 11 star play. Of course he had Tampa Bay on a Thursday night against Philadelphia. Of course it lost. So now once an episode, someone will pick a, an 11 star, uh, play and currently one in six on the most confident games of the week. So that's pretty good. Uh, our October list of guests, we had Joe Stapleton, DGAF, Matt Kiefer, and Check Race Charles. It's a pretty good September. October, we had KL Cleeton, Chad McVean, and a true legend, uh, DR from the Northwest Suburbs. And uh, November, we've been focusing on uh, Vegas-based people. We had Riddy, who I think you may know, uh, David, you spent some time with him, uh, at the featured table. 
for the World Series. So we'll get to that uh, in a minute. And we also have P-Man, who is a YouTube celebrity. That's been November. Uh, Trevor Sammon. You've literally found the stupidest people in the sports betting world. Yeah. And our our record does reflect that. Uh, there's It's amazing. I mean, I hang out with DJF and he's a hell of a poker player. But I literally ask him for his picks just to go contrarian. Joe Stapleton, I don't think he knows. If you asked him to name five athletes, he couldn't do it. He doesn't even know what a spread is. The guy's a fucking moron. Uh, uh, K.O. Clayton's a cripple. What else can we say about that guy? He's a fucking idiot. Um, you asked me if we could curse. We can fucking curse. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I, I mean, I just don't understand. And, and by the way, who is this? I, I thought I was doing this with you. Who is the moron with no hair at the show? This guy over here, that's the E-Donk. He's the staple of the show. Uh, we, he will probably talk at some point. Uh, he's on just about every episode, and he is one of the worst handicappers on earth. So, David, meet E-Donk. E-Donk, meet David. Well, it seems like you're a perfect fit for this show. I, I am. That's the reason we exist. <laughs> um uh yeah our, our record is what our record is uh fade the mahoney everybody uh trevor savage comes on every friday and every once in a while jody shows up jody savage shows up and she swears at me quite a bit uh so those guys come by um brad owen he sends out quite a few of those uh back channel feelers trying to get on the show and all i can say to brad is just settle down maybe one day uh we'll find a spot for you but when you can true get story. true story, I will say about Brad Owen because Brad's a good guy. So my kid, my eight-year-old kid, who was in third grade, had to do a passion project for school, and his passion project was he wanted to make a he wanted to be like do YouTube videos. Okay. Okay. And uh, I reached out to Brad, and I because and part of his project was he had to he had to interview an actual YouTuber. Hmm. Um, I know it's shocking I didn't come to you. Probably didn't know of me yet. Uh, but I, I reached out to Brad and I asked him, I said, no, can you, can you, uh, give my kid a few minutes? And he did. And it's awesome. And Brad actually included my kid's interview in his latest blog. So my kid is freaking out that he has like 400,000 people have seen him. That is awesome. That yeah, is awesome. Cool. All right. So maybe, maybe he's a good guy. He's not super needy. Like, uh, uh, what, what I've seen from him trying to get on the show, but again, Brad, We'll try to make time for you at some point down the road. Yeah, he might be needed. I can also. tell you one thing. I stood next to him, uh, and and uh, we railed the main event, and and uh, was watching uh, Chuck Race Charles, and um, I I felt like I was in a movie because so many people came up to him and and were talking to him, and after everyone was talking to him, we just uh, we just kind of uh, had funny banter afterwards. It was it was. It's quite the uh, it's quite the experience. It's pretty funny. Well, Tuck, you know what that's like, right? To be swamped and bothered everywhere you go. Yeah, it's just too much for me sometimes. You know, whether it's Disneyland or just going to a restaurant, and honestly, a little bit of fame is okay. Mm -hmm. At my level, it just gets annoying. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Again, we appreciate your team uh, making this happen. Uh, actually making you come on the show. Uh, so that was nice. Um, our normal Friday episode, for all those who don't know, uh, is with Trevor Savage. 
Uh, Trevor, Edonk, and I, we do our, uh, we're in the Circa contest in Las Vegas. So the three of us, we break down our games on uh, there. Why are you laughing? No, no, sorry, sorry. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure the likes of David Baker and Mark Gregorich are really, really happy that you guys entered that thing. <laughs> um, there, you can have a total of 50 points right now. We've got 25. We have flipped the coin perfectly out of 50 games. We're really good. How, much, how many points does do ODB and Gregor have? Um, I don't know, but I think the leader after 30 games had like 27 or something stupid, you know, just stupid. So, so they could just, they could just, stop, they, like the leader is like beating you after week six. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> they gave us a few extra weeks to catch up and we still can't do it. Um, Oh, and we also on Friday, this is super important to the six people in the world who care. We break down major league wiffle ball games. Uh, and today is game five of the world series. Today is the day of all days. So if you're not watching that talk, uh, uh, you should, you should maybe find some time for it, but, uh, to recap the people that I've mentioned, these are the worst sports betters on the planet. I have access to them, uh, every week. But today, I thought we'd try something a little different because we have a bona fide, actual, real-life, professional sports betting genius. Did I say that right? That's what your people wanted me to say. Is that cool? Yeah, I, I think that's. Uh, I think you got it right. Um, probably the only thing you're going to get right today, but or this year. But yeah, no. Um, I mean, I will tell your listeners and your viewers: don't don't pay for a talent service. Um, nobody is good enough. To, uh, you know, to sell. I mean, listen, anybody who is that good isn't selling their fucking picks because they don't want their name out there. You know, you're not going to see how like a Raulbus, you know, he's not selling his picks because he's just making so much money off them. You'd yep. rather just stay anonymous. Uh, I don't sell my picks. I give my picks out. You know, it's I'll, so generous. Oh, yeah, I know. I'll pull back the curtain. I have, and this is, this is actually legitimate. I think beating sports betting is very, very difficult. I will say, I, and this is this is documented. You can check all of my picks over at Play Sugar House and Bet Rivers. I have beaten. I beat the NFL last year. I beat hockey last year. I beat Major League Baseball this past season, and I am currently over 500 in the NFL and the NHL this year so far. Will that continue? Who knows? But hey. I've Past got results are not indicative of the future. I can't tell. I can't. I can't. You and Chad I McBean. And I give them away at Tuck on Sports. I've got, I've got some stats from your team. Uh, NFL 45 and 35. So far and, this season, yes. And early in the NHL season, 14 and 12. Sound about right? Yeah, and it's been a disappointing NHL season so far, to be honest. But I, 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 ramp, I ramp up. Uh, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. Well, here's what I've got. Uh, in the last two NFL games, uh, you have been gracious enough to release uh, three picks for each game. Last night, you had Patriots money line and the under, both pretty easy winners. Uh, you did lose your prop bets. You went two and one last night, but Monday night, San Francisco, the under and over Cooper Cup, seven and a half catches. How did yeah. those do? How'd those do? Uh, three now. Yeah. Five and one in my last two games. Uh, 
I actually had money on New England minus six and a half. By the time I had to put my blog out for Bet Rivers and Play Sugar House, I don't know about you guys, but I get paid by online by a, by a sports betting service to be an expert. You guys, uh, you guys not, have that? Not us. I've actually, in honor of you today and today only, we are not sponsored by Bet Rivers today. <laughs> that's okay. That's really, that's big of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have to put, so sometimes like the line will, ch- you know I mean? Like I might get my bet in on a Tuesday or a Monday when the line is six or six and a half. And then by the time it goes to seven or seven and a half, that's when I've got to put my blog out there. Sure. And they want me to put the blog out kind of the last minute. So I've got to go by the line there. So in my article, I actually wrote, I said, listen, if you could get six and a half, I like New England at seven or seven and a half. I'm fading them on that side, but I will still bet New England money line. Um, so that's what I put out there. <clears throat> but yeah, either way, we got the win there. This is the sharp shit that no one else brings. Line movements, that sort of stuff. So again, uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. Um, (laughs) Before we pick some games, uh, cool if I ask you some questions? That's what I'm here for, right? Let's talk a little poker to begin with. Uh, uh, World Series of Poker. Um, We had uh, uh, Ripman. We had Riddy on the show earlier in the week. Um, and as you saw from the uh, previously on, uh, he actually was in the photo of your uh, bust out hand. Yeah. It's amazing that he is in the photo of your bust out hand and you guys are both on this week. So tell us whatever you want to tell us about, uh, about your experience, that hand, whatever you want to tell us. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was uh, like a premonition that he was on, he was at my table and boom, here I am. Uh, so can we, let's, let's, let's end the shtick. Okay. I, I, I'm not not really an asshole. I'm not good at being an asshole. Mm. Okay. Like I was talking, you know, I was talking to, I'm like, ah, you know, I, I I like being the asshole sometimes, you know, it it does seem to come naturally to you. Like, yeah. If you want to be like a telemarketer, I'll be an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> I'll okay. be the biggest asshole, but I, it's not, doesn't come. Uh, anyway, uh, World hey, Series Poker. It was, a really, uh, it was a really good 20 minute run. I appreciate it. It was really good. Was that okay? Okay, yeah, good. That was good. <laughs> anyway, no, I really, I'm excited to be here. Um, I, I'm thrilled to be here, to be honest with you. I'm glad my people, my people uh, mm-hmm. sorted it out. Uh, that said, yeah, so getting to the, uh, the poker, pretty amazing that he was randomly on your show. And at the feature table with me and Elke and the likes. Um, yeah, kind of a disappointing uh, ending because it was a little bit of a gut punch. Didn't really see it coming. I, I had a, a good stack, um, probably slightly above average, but not a ton of chips at that point. Late day four, I had about 50 big blinds. Okay. And uh, under the gun opens, full drown to be the big blind. I have a standard call. I have a seven off suit which is like standard defend um, flop comes out a seven deuce. <clears throat> Let's go. So I up two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I flopped up too. And um, you know, I'm going to check to him every day of the week because you know, on, on a flop, a seven, a seven deuce off suit against an under the gun open, he's going to be C betting hundred percent of his range. Yep. Because you know, that, that flop's going to favor his range. Uh, so I'm always going to check to him there. And then the question really is, do I want to check raise here? Do I want to check raise the turn? 
do I want to play a smaller pot, a bigger pot? And there's a really flat pay structure. So while I might play this hand a little bit more defensively on day one, two, or three, I think on days four and day five, I think it makes a lot of sense to play the hand a lot more aggressively and build some chips because there's just not, you know, moving up from like 450th to 250th, there's just not much money in there. Right. Yep. You know, the real money pay jumps are in the top hundred. Yep. So yep. my thought process was, okay, I want to build this pot up. And uh, I didn't want to skate. I really wasn't worried about losing the hand. I mean, I'm not, I don't think deuces are in his opening range under the gun. And the likelihood of him having sets of a set of aces or a set of sevens is pretty small. Obviously mm-hmm. he's going to have a lot more ace Kings or ace Queens. Uh, so my thought process was I just didn't want a scare card to come off on the turn and kill my action. Right. I really wasn't worried about losing the hand. It was more like, okay, I don't want to like a 10 to come off. And then suddenly a check raise the turn and maybe he can get away from ace queen or ace King. So I thought it might be a little bit unconventional for me to check raise the flop um, on such a dry board because I'm not repping much. And I just figured he'd be like, well, I can't fold ace king here. I can't fold ace queen. Frankly, if he's got king queen or queen jack or something like that, I'm just not going to get any more value anyway. Right. Because the board is so dry. Uh, So I decided to play the hand a little bit fast. I check raise right away. Turns an eight. I bomb turn, um, leaving myself with like, you know, basically a perfect shoving stack for the river. Mm -hmm. And he actually moves all in. And I thought that might be one of the chances. I mean, I didn't mind that actually it was like when I, I know when I bet big on the turn, he has, you know, one of three choices. He's either going to make a really tight lay down with like a ace queen or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's going to call and then reevaluate river, call some rivers, fold some rivers. And he's going to shove sometimes when he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to call the river anyway. I might as well just go with it. Sure. That was kind of my thought process. So I, 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 the money goes in on the turn. I'm drawing dead because he has aces. Cool how'd that, guy, how'd that guy been, end up? This was, this was full. <laughs> um, this was full when I came home. So I've mm-hmm. been drinking ever since. How'd that poor You were, you were a disappointment up. to your kids as well, I heard. <laughs> I was. Oh, if anybody has missed this, you guys try to check it out. In, in, in all fairness, I mean, I rarely will put my like a kid video out there. So my wife... Um, Normally I'll text my wife right away, but I knew she was, since I was on, the, on one of the feature tables, I knew she was watching on poker go. They had it up on the big TV and my kids were watching and my wife was watching and they were really excited. Cause they like, you know, they're following, uh, my wife's like at school, she's a teacher and she's checking out like the poker news updates. And she's like, you know, a couple of her friends are sweating it now. And they were all talking about like, you know, cause I, I had a ton of chips. I mean, I was, I think I was, uh, out of the thousand that returned for day four, I was like a hundred and first in chips. And I had a really good first level. Uh, so I think at some point I was top 50 in chips, you know, with like 800 left. Um, then I had a couple of bad levels, but it was still fine. Like I said, until the, the bust out hand, I was doing fine. Um, but they were watching it. And I, I normally would text them right away, but I was like, you know what? They're going to see it in 30 minutes. Let them see it. Let them, you know, let them watch. Uh, plus it gave me a little bit of time to decompress. And go buy anyway, a bottle of whiskey. Right, right. So, you know, I'm hanging out with Remco and all these different people. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it is what it is. Um, and I get a, I get a text from my wife, a sweet video, you know, and in the middle of the video, my four-year-old just completely loses his shit. He just could not keep it together. He was so sad for me. And it just continued for a long time. 
So I pieced the video together and I actually put it on my, my Twitter account. It's uh, at Tech on Sports. It's my pinned tweet. If you guys want to see a heartbreaking, hilarious video, it, you guys got to check it out. It's, it's, I rarely will, but it is actually worth watching. It's really, really funny. And, be and a, heartbreaking. I, I honestly, be a, say, say it again. It'd be a great, it's going to be a great memory for your kids. Yeah. It, I thought it was, I showed it to some of the crew at Poker Go. Uh, that I work with and I literally, I had people like they were laughing and crying at the same time. And I kind of was too. I so, have, I uh, have here in my notes, damn Silas really wanted you to win. Is that, is that his name? Silas? Yeah. Silas is my four-year-old. My eight-year-old is Phineas. Silas really, really wanted you to win. I've watched the video a few times. This is very heart, heart touching. Yeah. I mean, Kara Scott, even Kara Scott sent me a message. She was like, uh, she has a daughter who's about a year older than Silas. And she was like, my daughter watched this like a hundred times and needs, needs to give Silas a hug. She's very <laughs> concerned. He's not okay. It was so great. It's really, it's really sweet. Like I said, if you guys haven't checked it out, uh, give it a watch. It's worth it. I, and I promise I'm not in it. It's just my wife and my family. If I'm, uh, if, uh, our team is technologically advanced enough, I I'll, I'll make sure it gets, uh, uh, linked down below. Can you do that with Twitter on YouTube? I'm yeah. sure it's a link. You can copy, link anything. Copy the link. All right. I'll, I'll get the team on it. Uh, what about uh, commentating schedule nowadays? You busy? You Are you doing anything? I know you were doing uh, HCL for a while. Are you doing anything? Yeah, I'm still doing that. And I, I mean, I did, uh, I did 12 World Series of Poker events. I'm actually going back on Monday. Uh, Monday morning, I'm going back for the 50K high roller at the World Series and the 100K high roller at the World Series. So, yeah, Thanksgiving week, I'm going to be working Monday and Tuesday in Vegas. I will be doing kind of proud. I'm doing the last two World Series of Poker commentary events ever at the Rio. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, I'll be doing that and then uh, take a few days off for Thanksgiving. And then I'll be doing a lot of Hustler Casino Live stuff which is amazing. I know you had DJF on there. Um, I, I think it's just the best live stream out there. Ryan Feldman has just knocked it out of the park. Games are great. So I'll be commentating a lot there. Probably, I would say while I'm in LA, probably twice a month. I mean, twice a week, sorry. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, we've become big fans of uh, that gentleman by the name of Jerry. And uh, I don't know if you've been watching recently, but Edonk is, is trying everything in his power to get him to Come visit our local poker room to uh, increase. The oh, just, okay. I mean, one of the one of the crazies that's been on Hustler Casino a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems yeah. like there's like a dozen, a dozen that just like the game. It's really a weird poker game because there are some nights where it does kind of become a poker game. And then there are some nights where it's it's like just complete gamble fest. Um, and it doesn't resemble any poker game you might like bingo. Yeah, exactly. It does challenge you. I think as a poker player, it does challenge you to kind of be uh, adaptable. This particular gentleman, uh, he, uh, the first hand I ever saw him play, uh, he was playing the seven deuce game. I don't think anybody else was, but he was. And uh, he called a, a river bet with seven high. That Called river bet with seven high. He, called a river bet the other gentleman only had a full house so the seven high was no good but he did make the call so 
Uh, I yeah, think it's a strategy that I don't normally advise, but Hey, it's a, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting method. I agree. All right. I got a question. Uh, I've, I've seen a sneak peek of the thumbnail that the uh, marketing and graphics team over here is working on for today. Um, it's, this is the base of it. This right here. Uh, I was trying to figure out what's going on on top of your head. What is that? That is, uh, that is Benny Boy Brewery. Okay. And I have, I, I own a brewery. Wow, you are. I don't own it, I, but I invested. Uh, a buddy of mine put me into contact with a, uh, a new brewery that is opening up in January here in LA, in downtown LA. If you guys come to LA, check it out. Let me know. Uh, tell them that I sent you and uh, we'll hook you up. But uh, yeah, I invested in a new brewery in downtown LA and I'm really excited about it because I like beer. That is. It's actually a, it's a, it's a, so one side of it is a brewery, one side of it is a cidery. Hmm. So they, they make they cider as well. Then the middle is a huge beer garden with like pop-up food, with pop-up food uh, trucks. That is super, super. So I'm super excited about this. This is like, this is always kind of, I mean, a dream of mine is to own a brewery. Mm -hmm. So I don't really own the brewery per se, but I've invested. So I figure it's the first step into well, eventually owning my own. Totally. Well, congratulations. I'll, uh, I, I, I go various parts of the country for my daughter's soccer from time to time. We were in LA last year. So, uh, hopefully we can, I'll head out there. Well, when you, when you come, please let me know. And I will, I will take you there and we will enjoy it. But it's opening in January. And, uh, I'm not just trying to be like, 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 I know most of you are not in LA, but I'm super excited about this. This is, uh, uh my wife is Irish. Um, I really like beer. The two of us really like beer together. I mean, our normal dates before we had kids were we would go to a place called Barney's Beanery, which was in walking distance to my apartment when I lived with Bart Hansen. And we would walk there. And by the end of the night, I would look at the bill and the bill would have like, you know, like 18 beers between the two of us. Like that was our normal date night. Like that's just how we roll. So the idea of owning a brewery or investing in a brewery for the two of us is kind of a lifelong dream. So I'm really excited about it. So I wanted to share that passion with your viewers. That's really, really awesome. And it will forever be um, memorialized in the thumbnail to this, to this episode, that hat. Um, but you can admit, you can admit, you can admit that whiskey goes better with your Cheerios than beer does though, right? One more time. Sorry. I said whiskey goes much better with your Cheerios than beer does, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whiskey, well, whiskey goes better with the coffee. Sure. You know? So. All right. Last, uh, last poker question I have. Um, Go ahead. Uh, the Edonk, he also played in the main event. This gentleman right here. Whoa. Serious question. What's harder to do? Run as deep as you did or not make it past day one like the Edonk did? Which one's harder? I mean, from a pure statistical standpoint, it is harder to run deep than it is to get eliminated in day one. I want to say like what, like 35% of the field gets eliminated in day one. And yeah, I only, thought a third, yeah. Huh? I thought yeah, a third, only, yeah. only like 6% of people get as deep as I got. Okay. Yeah. So we so agree it's harder. From a statistical standpoint, it is harder to do what I did, to accomplish what I did, than to accomplish what he did. Um, I mean, listen, people get knocked out in day one. It can, I mean, I, I yeah. think a lot of people make, I mean, I'd love to make fun of Edonk here. I really would. 
Um, and I could, but I do think, and I don't know how you got knocked out. I mean, maybe you got knocked out in, in just some horrific, awful fashion where you just overplayed a hand. Um, but no, it didn't. Okay. But, just mad. I mean, I just think people kind of get crazy. They're like, oh, how could you ever get knocked out in day one? I'm like, I don't know. You start with 300 big blinds. For anybody who's played cash games, like, yeah, that's deep, but it's not like crazy deep. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's like buying into a 510 game for, with 3,000 which is basically a standard buy. I mean, maybe you're buying for 2,000, 2,500 to a 510 game. But I mean, if I'm playing 510 game, I might buy in for $3,000. And I sure as fuck have lost a buy-in before. Now imagine the, the blinds are actually escalating. So in two hours, I only have 200 big blinds. Mm-hmm. And then two hours, I only have 150 big blinds. It's just not that difficult, in my opinion, to get knocked out. Um, you know, you, you, you get into a spot like, you know, late in day one or something, and you let's say you just haven't picked up a lot of hands. There's a lot of three betting going on, and you pick up a big hand, and you suddenly, you know, set. I mean, whatever it is, straight over flush. I mean, flush over straight, or two pair over set, or whatever it might be. You know what it is? I don't know. David, I'm trying to make you feel better. Does that make you feel better, Edunk? This is really nice. You're the first person to ever yeah. stick up for the Edunk on this. I, show. I wasn't sweat. I wasn't sweating it before, man. I, I, I you know, it's, it's totally fine. I yeah. slept fine. I mean, I'm going to come out and say that I've never been knocked out in day one, but it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> You've read about it, right? <laughs> All right. I have now, I think, trying to think. Um, actually, it's a lie. I, I, played, I played seven main events. I've been knocked out on day one once. I've been knocked out on day two, three times. And I've been knocked out on day four, three times. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good return. Day four, day four is my, my nemesis for some reason. It's your uh, water. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I mean, but if you if you get that if you get that aces hand on day day one, you know, it, it's it's gonna. Be no, I'm gonna struggle. play. I'm gonna play it much differently. Yeah, yeah, no, understood. But it's still it's still gonna be, it's still gonna make a big. Oh, hit. it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. But I'm gonna play it as a. In all likelihood, I'll play it as a check call, check call, check call on day one. Yeah, I mean, depending on what the run out is, you know, and I'll, and I'll try to just, I'll just trust my reading ability. But I just think day one day through day three, you know, you literally are just the goal is you got to cash. You know, the, day, the goal is survive, bag and cash, um, in you my opinion. That, you and I think, you, I think you know, you've got to so you play you play poker much differently than you would in a normal cash game. Like a normal cash game. I have a seven on a seven deuce board. Let's go. We're going to fucking war, you know, and I'm going to lose a whole buy in if it happens. You know, if somebody has a set of deuces. So be it. Well done. Here's my money. But no, in, a, in a tournament. Yeah, in a tournament like this, I think surviving, even, I mean, I don't even really want to get it in on the flop against somebody who has, like, you know, ace-queen. I'd rather, like, play it a little bit more conservatively because there's a lot of ways for me to lose my whole stack there, and I don't want to, you know. And and the play is just so bad that I can just pick and choose my spots, and, you know, I can pick up 25 big blinds here and 15 big blinds here, and before I know it, you know, I'm up to 150. At, at At my table, there was a lot of Tupperware. We had a lot of uh, a lot of European players with Tupperware backpacks. Wasn't good. Backpacks and their lunch. That's what you're saying. Backpacks, Tupperware. Yeah, not good. Yeah, and that, and obviously that's going to make it different. I mean, I think especially in the World Series with two-hour levels, day one and day two, they're going to be they, every day you play. There are going to be times where you get bad tables, and there are going to be times where it's kind of like. Uh, 
I mean, it's kind of like the NFL is what I'm sure you guys are going to bring it to that in a second. It, it's like, you know, you got to pick your spots and take what the defense gives you. And there'll be times where you're at a table where it's just like, Oh, I'm going to eat. This is my time to shine. Everybody here sucks. And then there are going to be times where, okay, I'm just going to tread water. And I had moments like that, like late in day two, I had, I had a good stack, but I got moved to a table and there was an absolute shark two to my left who had like a half a million. Hmm. And I even told the poker news reporter behind me who I was friends with, I was like, yeah, the next three hours are going to kind of suck for me. And they're like, why? And I was like, yeah, I just, I can't really do much. Cause every time I opened the guy was three betting me. And unless I want to get into this like three bet and four bet war, it just was like, eh, I don't need to get knocked out right now. I can just go to, I mean, I can enter day three and then just hopefully I got a better table. And sure enough, I did. All right. So, All right. Anyway, that's my two things. Thank you. Thank you for making D-Dog feel better. All right. I got a couple of questions that I ask everybody. I hope you're prepared for them. Uh, first, first one, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Every fucking Taylor Swift song. She's the best. Um, yes. I mean, me and my dogs and my kids, uh, we will dance. And my wife will just sit there and, and roll her eyes. We will dance in the house to shake it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will literally go like, Alexa, play shake it off. And I'm like, go crazy yeah i love that um i recently uh i am really kind of attached lately i I used to like red a lot red's a great song great but my uh my most recent song and and maybe it's just because i'm I'm, I'm thinking of my childhood i don't know what it is but betty Hmm. it's a really good song yep it's a great the lyrics are like just amazing i I don't think taylor swift gets the credit she deserves she is she's singing that song from the perspective of uh um boy i think right isn't that the one i i i, I think so i don't know yeah it, it, that's certainly what that's certainly what it appears to be yeah um it's just gonna it's just so she's great i mean like i said i mean i think she is honestly one of the most talented musicians we have had over the last 50 60 years she's amazing and if you're a dude and you're like oh whatever i'm playing my man card whatever you know <laughs> it's just, it's so pathetic I mean, listen, you don't have to like her music, you know? She's an idiot. It's fine. You know, but I mean, I can be an ACDC fan. I like Guns N' Roses. And I also like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift you know is what? the best. And you know what, E-Doc? I've got a bigger dick than you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got what? <laughs> I think you I- got what? He's, he said he had a bigger dick than you. And that now I'm fairly <laughs> certain- I, I have the clip for previously on for our next episode. David Tuckman telling E Donk he's got a bigger dick than him. Um, now, Tuck, now, Tug, you know, it's not that like, I just think they all sound the same. Then you're not listening. Okay. I mean, she literally was a country star and now she's like more pop. I mean, do me a favor, just play Shake It Off and then go play Betty and tell me they sound remotely like the same song. Yep. This guy gets I mean, it. She's, I mean, it's like, she's amazing. And she writes her own stuff. I mean, this is not just some like, this is not just some like hot girl with a great ass who just like, you know, somebody wrote music for her and she got on the stage and she's a great performer. She writes, she writes her own music. That was, I mean, I mean, mean, you could could argue, yeah, I mean, you could argue that, I mean, and, and, and how, how she like the different styles of music that she has. I mean, listen, my favorite musician is Bruce Springsteen. Uh, my Silas's middle name is actually Springsteen, not lying. Cool. Uh, my wife and I are, we've both been to numerous, numerous concerts. Uh, our wedding song was a Springsteen song. I have a tattoo on my, on my calf. She has it on the back. 
I, I, I actually think there are some parallels as her being a female version. She's very different in many ways, but how versatile she is, how she writes her own stuff, how passionate she is, how she leaves it all out there. I think there are some parallels. Uh, Tuck, you probably when don't know this. Getting, when are you getting a Taylor Swift tattoo? I would get one. <laughs> I don't have one, but I would I would get one. There has can a I, can I, I pay for it on your fan. lower back? Yeah, I, I have a little tramp stamp. I, I'm not a Taylor. I, I, I like Taylor Swift. I am not as passionate about her and her music. I, I respect her music, and I think she's an amazing musician for me to get a tattoo. I currently have one tattoo. I want to get a number. I want to get a second one and probably three or four, but uh, Taylor Swift is not, that is not on my list, but I would get one in a bet. I'd be proud to wear it. Well, maybe that's something we got to, we got to work on offline. Happy to pay for it. Chuck, Chuck <laughs> you're probably not aware of this, but on last Friday's episode, Trevor Savage and I, we broke the news about the new 10 minute version of All Too Well. We broke that news and now everybody knows, uh, but we were first. And, uh, uh, you being the big celebrity that you are, uh, would you consider yourself friends or good friends with Jake Gyllenhaal? I'd say good friends. Good friends. Okay. How's he doing? I would say doing good he's doing yeah. okay? He's doing well. I haven't seen him in a little while because of COVID and stuff, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a decent chance that he'll stop over for Thanksgiving. Okay. We do like a, we do like a friends giving type thing where like anybody who wants to stop like well a family and then after six o'clock we kick our family out and then friends come over so okay. we'll just have them popping in um, you know I mean you if know you, course, you know you know you know like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like I mean these are all people that I've had Thanksgiving with at some point okay. in my life. Well, if you see him, just tell him to keep his chin up. It'll get better. So we'll move on to a different song in in the near future. All right. Um, last last uh, regular question. What word or phrase would you use to describe LeBron James's decision to announce net changing his jersey number in the middle of the playoffs last year after he got knocked out of the playoffs just so he could keep the spotlight on him? Well, I, I think you're at, see the way you have worded that question is uh, somewhat leading. Somewhat, just a little. Yeah, a little bit leading. Uh, I would say cool. Okay, we'll write that one down. Cool. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a huge NBA guy. I find the game somewhat boring. Um, I know I know people love it. For me, it's just I, I love college basketball growing up. Um, I, I, the NBA game to me is, uh, doesn't really excite me. I, I, I will watch the playoffs cause I love competition, you know, and I love guys really putting it out there, but I'm just not a huge fan of the game. Um, you know, the one-on-one aspect of it and stuff. And it's just, uh, I, I, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't cut it for me. Okay. Personally. All right. Should we bet on some games? Should we make some picks? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We're going to do some NFL. And then uh, as long as you've still got time, we'll do a couple of uh, NHL as well. Cause those are your bread and butter. Sounds good. Uh, again, today we are not sponsored by bet rivers, but all the lines are courtesy of them. First game Ravens minus five at the bears with a total of 45. What do we got? Bet rivers. There you go. What was what, Which game are you saying? Ravens minus five at the Bears with a total of 45. You know, um, 
the Bears are uh, – I mean, the Ravens are coming up a pretty disappointing, uh, you know, game. And they are they are certainly Jekyll and Hyde. You never really know what you're going to expect. I mean, they come out and they play they play really well. I mean, I, Lamar Jackson seems to pull pull shit out of his hat on a on a weekly basis, and they find ways to win. But it's often ugly. That said, when you think of ugly, you think of the Bears. I do think Justin Fields has gotten better as of late, and I think at home, I'm probably going to take the Bears. Okay. Um, I think the Ravens probably pull this one off, but I think the spread should probably be closer to a field goal. Okay. Um, as for the line, as for the uh, the total, I, I would lean under. Okay. So for the now, Bears on for, a scale, for the record, I, do, I would sort of put that for the record. I have not bet on these games. I will put out in my own blog mm-hmm. and my own videos specifically what I bet on. Okay. And I'll let you know if I have that on these games, but I will give you my opinion on each one of these. Okay. On a scale of one to five, uh, one being you're only picking it because I'm forcing you to, and five, you know what's going to be printed in the newspaper on uh, Monday morning. How much do you like the Bears? Two. Two stars on the Bears. Okay. Bonus question. Are there any dumber fans in the NFL than Bears fans? Yeah, Jet fans. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, here, I'm just going to keep wearing all my different hats. Hmm. By the way, if you didn't know at this point, I have a wall right here with full hats. Oh, I figured you just had an intern over there handing you the ones as you. Just right. You think I had like, yeah, I just have like my assistant. Yep. Yep. Handing me props. Yep. That's what I thought. Okay. Jets fans. Uh, I, I would, I would disagree with you on that, but we're all entitled to our opinions. Um, Next big game, Packers are at the Vikings, and according to Bet Rivers, the Packers are favored by one and a half. Packers, Vikings. Uh, you know, this is a weird game because it kind of feels like a trappy game. When there's ever, whenever there's a line that just doesn't make sense, and you just know the public is on one side because you're like Packers. Packers are fucking great this year. Aaron Rodgers is back. Everybody's healthy, right? Da, 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 da. Vikings suck. What, what, why is this line only one? Yeah, you've got to go three by now. Right, you go. So what's like nobody? Like nobody. None of your friends in your in your poker game, and you know nobody. Joe Public is not betting on the Vikings, right? So then you got to start thinking. Well, if Joe Public's not betting on the Vikings, then why is the line not moving? The line's not moving because the sharp money is on the Vikings. And these are actually instances where even if I have an opinion, I, if I have a strong opinion on this game, I will often look at it and go, um, there's a reason why this line is not moving. And I am either going to follow the sharp money or I'm going to just stay away from the game. So uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings here because sharp money beats square money every day of the week, twice on Sundays. And they play NFL on Sundays. That you are fucking good. Yep. Yep. You're yep. good. Uh, and I like the over in this one as well. Um, I think the Vikings, the, the Packers defense has played really well as of late. And I, I think maybe the sharp money is kind of telling us that this is going to be a letdown game. Uh, the Vikings need it more than the Packers. They're at home. Traditionally, you know, Minnesota is always a tough place to play in. And, you know, so I'm going to follow the sharp money. I'm going to go over on this one. Okay. You want to assign some stars to those two? How, how, oh, yeah. like I said, I like, I, I, I'm all about the sharp. So uh, we're going to go like four. Okay. 
you mentioned briefly, uh, you, you, you touch on something that Edog and I talk about just about every week. And it's one of the most lock solid, rock solid lead pipe lock uh, betting theory is the poker room lock. Just pull the people at the, at the poker room. They're all going to tab the Packers, all of them. Edog, so what are we going to do on Sunday? We are uh, we're gonna bet uh, on the Vikings. That's correct. All right. Okay. So four, four stars there. E-dunk. E-dunk. Are you slow? <laughs> Am I slow? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's yeah. cool. I mean, it's totally cool if you are. Listen, not all of us are blessed with uh, good looks <laughs> and uh, and and brains like you are, man. <laughs> I had myself on. I had myself on mute. So, yeah, I had to unmute. I had to find the fucking unmute button first. You know what? I think maybe I am good at this asshole thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next Talk game. Show. This is the big one. Cowboys and Chiefs. Everybody's going to watch it. Everybody's going to bet on it. Chiefs are at home, lane two and a half with a gigantically large fifty and a six and a half total. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, Cowboys were uh, one of my my biggest bets of the year. I bet a lot of money on the Cowboys to win the NFC East. I just thought, like, the line back in the beginning of the season was just so ridiculous. They were just counting on, like, the Cowboys doing Cowboy-like things. But when it comes to talent, the Cowboys just had so much more talent than everybody in the NFC East. So I'm really kind of bullish on the Cowboys. Um, I'm not all that bullish on the Chiefs. I mean, out, out, last week was, uh, you know, a good sign for them. You know, Mahomes finally throws five touchdowns, but he's been really mediocre over the last, you know, couple of months. And uh, this is actually a game that I like to tease. So Ooh. anytime that you get, anytime you get those like two point, the, like the plus twos, minus twos, stuff like that. If you can jump over um, the pivotal points of three, six, and seven, six is pivotal now that the two point conversion is more uh, in play. Anytime you can jump over that, it's something I do. So I like the Cowboys in this game, but what I would do in this game is I would find another game that you like and jump over the line as well. So I actually teased last night as well. And I took new England. Mm-hmm. I took new England, uh, minus one. Yeah. And I took Cowboys plus eight and a half. Mm. Okay. Makes um, sense. so I, I, I like the Cowboys in this game. Um, I like the under in this game. Okay. I, I don't think, I mean, Kansas city's defense just hasn't been, I mean, outside of last week, which was, ah, wow. Five touchdowns for homes. They just haven't really been very good for a while. So I'm going to believe what I saw over the last, you know, seven weeks more than I saw over one week. And the Cowboys defense is underrated. So I don't think this is the shootout that people think it's going to be. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some points scored, obviously. You've got, a, you know, two talented quarterbacks and a lot of talented players out there. But I don't think it's going to be quite the shootout that people expect. I think, you know, the over-under is like 57. Uh, I'm going under on that. And, and I like the Cowboys, uh, but I would tease this to plus eight and a half. And you can kind of browse through and find another game that you'd like here that might entice you. Um, okay. Well, if we come across point. if we come across something you want to uh, combine it with, you let me know. But if we're going, yeah, with I mean, this- you can take the Saints. You can take the Saints plus eight. There you know, Saints plus eight and Dallas plus uh, eight and a half. You know, like I said, if you're going to tease, uh, don't tease totals. Don't and but if you're going to tease, you always want to tease. Over from two and a half up to eight and a half yep. is a relay two to eight. So you get over the three, six, and seven lines. That's kind of a, 
a, a pretty good plan. You call those Wong, right? Isn't that the name of that? You do. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, that 56 and a half is what I have at Bet Rivers. Uh, how confident you feel on that? I like the under in that one. I know. How confident? Um, uh, we'll give it a three. Okay. Three on the under. All right. You have any futures in your pocket that you want to brag about other than the, um, other than the Cowboys? Not in the NFL this year. No. Um, I often will look for a team right around now that has been underperforming that might have the pieces in place. Like my best future I ever bet on was in 2011. This is a while ago. Now I, I bet on the New York giants. They were like six and five at the time, but I looked at that defensive line and I was like, you know what? This team could go on a run. You know, so you look for pieces like, okay, they often say like NFL season doesn't really start till Thanksgiving. So we're, we're pretty much here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you look for, okay, what team could go on a run like a Baltimore Ravens esque run when they went on it with Ray Lewis, uh, the giants run. So I remember I bet on the giants on the Super Bowl, and then I just kept doubling down and I crushed that year. Um, so this year I don't have anything yet, but my, my, I'm keeping my eyes open for a team that might just like, you know, do they have the pieces in place? You know, can they, do they have a quarterback that can get hot and do they have pass rushers that can disrupt the opposing quarterback? That's kind of the ingredients, you know, very rarely are you going to see a team win without either one or both of those. Sure. Um, how do you like, how do you like Tennessee? You know, I, I have question marks about Tennessee. Not because I mean, Tannehill, I do like Tannehill. I just question like, they can't keep any of their offensive players healthy. Like Julio Jones is like a walking infirmary. And AJ Brown is like, you know, I just don't know what you can count. Like one week he's amazing. And the next week he's in. Eh, and the next week he pulls a hamstring. And I do just question their offense. At some point, does it catch up to them? Um, I mean, running backs are kind of indispensable. There's only a few that make a difference. But Derrick Henry was one of those few. And I don't know if they had the defense to kind of get it done. Um as weird as it might sound, like if you were to tell me I had to bet on either the Colts or Tennessee, and it's ridiculous because the Tennessee is way ahead of them, I kind of like the Colts make up more. Oh, wow, wow. Going forward, I just uh, I, I'm not telling you the Colts are going to win it all. I'm not, that's not what I'm coming out saying. I just I have my doubts about Tennessee, and I like Tennessee. I don't think they're a bad team. I just think, like, I don't know, who, who's catching the ball for them? And... You know, their defense is like, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. Um, All right. Well, two things I want to mention, you mentioned, uh, you, uh, you brought up the name Ray Lewis and most people don't know this. He's the only player that I'm aware of in NFL history who allegedly murdered a dude, turned on his two buddies and they all got uh, let out scot-free. He turned on them. He gave them up. Listen, we live in America, okay? And you're Amazing. innocent before you're guilty. How, how do you, I mean, that's kill a guy. Give up your accomplices and nobody gets convicted. Never okay. in NFL. Well, maybe OJ. Anyway, okay. The, the, the good old days, okay? The good old days where you could get away with it. Now you, and I don't know, now you steal a bottle of whiskey and you're fucking spending four games. <laughs> and it um, only lasts a week. All right. Terrible. How are you doing for time? I got like 10 minutes for you. Okay. Okay. Um, like oh, I, have, I have a couple of good futures going on in the NHL, but I'll tell you about those in a second. Anyway, all right. Well, time. let's, let's hop to NHL then. Um, okay. 
I, by the way, I do like, I like going up the Tennessee play. I like Houston today this week. As inept as Houston is, I, I think Tennessee might have some trouble scoring this week. Um, I think it might be a little bit of a letdown game. Uh, the total is relatively low for today's NFL. And when a total is around 44 or so, I just don't like the idea of giving 10. So uh, we like Houston plus 10. Okay. So uh, Bonus I, 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 like that game. I like that game as well. Houston plus 10. How many stars? Okay. Is that a KL? I also like, uh, uh, no, we'll give that. Uh, yeah, I'll give that 10. I'll give that five stars. Five stars on Houston. I mean, five stars. And I also like, and I'll throw the one game at you, uh, going up my Colts play. I think the Indianapolis Colts are, 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 are just underrated. I mean, Michael Pittman is a really good receiver. Uh, Carson Wentz is like kind of under the radar, not playing bad. Jonathan Taylor is, is as good as any running back in the league right now. And they're really helping that defense. And that defense isn't bad. And I think it just took a little while for Frank Reich and his co- and company to kind of, you know, they had a new quarterback. And I know people were like, oh, well, Carson Wentz played with him in Philly. So he should just know. It just took a while to kind of get going. Uh, Buffalo is not playing all that great as of late. Uh, and I, I think seven points is just too much. I like the Colts. Um, that's a five-star one for me as well. All right. So bonus picks. We got Houston plus 10 and Indy plus seven bonus five-star plays. Uh, I did give you a heads up. I need you to tell me a dark horse NFL MVP pick because all the good ones are gone and whoever gets it right, gets some fade the Mahoney merchandise. So you got somebody off the beaten track. Is this regular season MVP or, yeah. or Super Bowl? No, regular season. You got 10 weeks worth of data to make a, a good decision, even though you can't get any of the short favorites. You can get Jonathan Taylor if you want him. Jonathan Taylor is available. Yep, you can get him. You can get Ryan Tannehill. You can get Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, it's probably going to be one of those guys. I was going to say Mac Jones uh, if this was Super Bowl MVP, just because that would torture Jet fans the most if somehow they, you know, they found the next one. You can get the Jets could find even one. That would just absolutely torture Jets. So I was going to say Mac Jones, but he's drawing dead to win the regular season MVP just because it's defense. Um, if I had to go with a regular season MVP dark horse, I'm going to go. Give me Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I think Jonathan Taylor has been just lights out. And if Indianapolis Colts go on a run uh, over the next, you know, seven weeks or so, it is going. Jonathan Taylor could end up with a thousand yards and another 10 touchdowns over the next seven weeks. He's going to win. He's going to win a lot of people fantasy football leagues. 100 to one locked in. 100 to one Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I like it. All right. Um, Our in-house expert in the NHL is a gentleman by the name of uh, Chad McVean. Uh, We call him the Twitter kingmaker because he tweets out stuff that he likes to listen to or watch um, on uh, Twitter. And he's also uh, a shitty tout in training. Uh, He messaged me this morning, his earliest message yet, Edoc, 510 this morning. He sent me his picks. 510. And I've got uh the there's only two NHL games today. Does that sound right? Yeah, there's only two games today and a, and a handful of games tomorrow. Okay. Well, for today, he's laying he's laying the puck line on both Colorado and Winnipeg. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about both of those games. He wants Winnipeg and he wants Colorado. Yep, he's laying the puck line. Minus minus one and a half, right? That's how it works. Uh, um, it's actually, uh, 
I mean, on Bet Rivers, I got Colorado minus one, plus 112. Winnipeg plus one, minus 190. Uh, Bet Rivers. Oh, yeah. Bet Rivers puck line does one. Hey, not sponsored I mean, by Sometimes Bucks. it is one and a half, but this, these yeah. are ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's I, get. I, I, like, I like his sides. I do like his sides. Um, the Seattle Kraken are really playing some terrible hockey as of late. Uh, I, I still think there's this, this perception in the NHL that the Seattle Kraken are an expansion team and that, hey, the Golden Knights were a really good expansion team four years ago, so the Kraken should be a good expansion team. The fact of the matter is that the Golden Knights four years ago were the exception, not the rule. Yep. They just did everything right. I mean, it was just – it's amazing. It's, it's, so, uh, it's so unlikely that they hit on every player that they did, but they did, and give the Golden Knights all the credit in the world – Everybody was screaming and crying when the Golden Knights went on their run four years ago. They were like, oh, we made the expansion rules too easy. And now we see four years later. No, we didn't. They just knocked it out of the park. They so got to give them credit. They hit a 19 just, parlay, right? They hit a 19 yeah, like Exactly. They just, they, 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 they literally, it was like they made 12 picks and they didn't miss on any. Every single person they brought in had a career year. It was just insane. Um, and that's why they, they got to the Stanley Cup Finals. But what they accomplished that first year in their expansion year is the exception, not the rule. What we're seeing from the Kraken this year is more likely the case. Their lineup is, is lacking in, in star power. They basically, their first line is basically a good second line in the NHL. They have no depth whatsoever. Their goaltending is and eh, their defense is and, eh. um, you know, this is just not a very good team. And the Colorado is without uh, their best player, Nathan McKinnon, but they still have so many other good players. Kale McCarr, Devin Taze is back, uh, Miko Ratanen, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, that I, I think at minus 139, if I was betting it, I'm definitely going to bet Colorado. Um, okay. So, I mean, the Kraken have like four wins this year. But I, like I said, I, I still think the public is overpricing them because of the Golden Knights' success from four years ago. As for Winnipeg and Vancouver, Winnipeg did play last night. So it's a back-to-back, -back, which is always a little bit alarming. Um, and Winnipeg is probably going to go with their backup goaltender. So I'm going to avoid this game. But I would say that if I was forced to bet it, I would be betting Winnipeg's side because Vancouver is, is terrible. Vancouver, despite having tons of talent, just can't get out of their own way. I mean, they have Pedersen, they have Quinn Hughes, they have uh, Niels Hoglander. They have so much talent, but they can't get out of their own way and they just find new ways to lose. But I can't bet on Winnipeg when Hellib when uh, Connor Hellebuck is not in net, when they have their backup in net, and on a back-to-back, -back, on the second half of a back-to-back, -back, I can't bet on Winnipeg. This is the exact conversation the Edonk and I were having before we started recording. That's crazy with all the names. Really? So. <laughs> I call. <laughs> That's a pretty good call. Good call. All right. Those are the two games. What do you got for futures? What, what kind of money-making opportunity? So, okay, so tomorrow with? night – Tomorrow night's an interesting game. So I am very clued in on the New York Islanders. I am a diehard New York Islander fan. Uh, oh, here. Last wardrobe change. I am a diehard New York Islander fan. Nice. And I'm clued in. So New York Islanders are playing in their home opener. But it's not just a regular home opener. They started with this uh, uh, historic 13-game road trip. So it's their home opener. It's like and it's a brand circus or something? It's a brand new stadium. It's like really, really exciting. Okay. And so, I mean, they're going to come out like, like fucking gangbusters to win tomorrow night. Okay. 
Okay, so tomorrow night you got to lay 129 according to Bet Rivers. Is that what you got? Right, but here's the issue. Uh, the Islanders just aren't very good right now. Oh. Uh, their number one slash number two defenseman is out. He, um, he broke his foot. He's going to be out four to six weeks. Anders Lee, their captain, is out in COVID protocol. Josh Bailey, who sucks anyway, he's out with COVID protocol. Who knows who else might pop up with COVID protocol over the next day or two. Um, it is a home opener, so the intensity is going to be huge. But Calgary is playing some great hockey right now. They just shut out the Buffalo Sabres last night, 5 nothing. They are playing great hockey. And um, the Islanders' defense is actually quite slow right now. Um, Zedno Chara is 91 years old. Andy Green is 82 years old. Uh, they're both slower than my grandma, who's been dead for years. And they're not going to be able to keep up with Johnny Hockey and, and company. Uh, the fact that Calgary, it's really, really funny. On neutral ice, there's no doubt that Calgary is a favorite in this game. Right. But this line is definitely, um, I, I think, overplaying the home ice, home opener. There's no way the Islanders can lose their first game on, at, at their new rink, you know, new stadium. And that might be true. But I think there's a little bit of value on Calgary, I got to tell you, at plus right. 106. Plus if I'm betting in this game, I'm definitely betting Calgary. Uh, as for futures, if you can get it still, most of these have been closed off, but I think some sites still have it out there. I have tons of money on uh, Maurice Sider, Lucas Raymond, and Trevor Zegras to win the Calder Trophy, which is the rookie of the year in the NHL. Calder Trophy. One what of those I... three players Lucas? is a lock. Cider, Raymond, Zegras. Okay. Uh, one, of the, the, one of those three players is going to win the Calder Trophy this year. Six Lock to one. Down. That, is not, that is a 144-star bet for me. Ooh. K.L. Clayton, special, 11-star, one of those three. You just got to make sure it's not Raymond. If it's Raymond, you lose money. If it's the other two, uh, you win. Now, two. yeah. I mean, I got Raymond at I got Raymond at plus eleven hundred. I have mm. Cider at plus nine hundred. I have Zegers at plus seven hundred. Oh, well, you're in good shape then. And I, it's a lot. I, I put as much money. Unfortunately, a lot of the sites don't let you bet. Like your maxes are kind of small on these niche bets. Right. So I, I bet as much as I possibly could on along numerous sites on all three of those. Okay, so we got those three. Uh, anything else NHL related you want to talk about? Team futures? Anything else? I mean, I, listen, I'll talk about my New York Islanders really quick again. Um, the sky is falling for them. Like I, I mentioned, all the bad things that are going on with them, and they, they're off to a terrible start. But I do think that this team—they uh, just brought up a guy from the minors who's supposed to be pretty good to replace their injured defenseman. He's going to be back in four or five weeks. I think if the Islanders can tread water over the next four or five weeks, I think they will be able to. Um, I think come January, Lou, Lou Lamorello, their GM, is going to make a move. And I think when he makes the move, the Islanders are going to go on a run. And this could be like a St. Blue Blues-esque run from a few years ago where they win like 21 out of 25 in January and February. And I, I think when it comes to the – I think they're going to be once again in the mix. Um, the last two years, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to Tampa mm -hmm. Bay. And I think when it, when the, uh, uh, when all the dust shuttles down or whatever you want to say it, I think the Islanders is going to be back in the mix, but because of everything that's been going on and because of the road trip, you can get them at like plus 3,500 to win the cup. Uh, so I, I do think that if you're looking for a futures bet, this is a team that will that has underperformed so far, but will outperform 
the second half of the season. And I think there's some value there. Is it worth a little sprinkle at eight to one to win the division? Do they have a chance at eight to one? The division is going to be too tough because uh, okay. Carolina's they've got, they've got teams. They got to like leap for and that and in all fairness, that's probably not really Barry Trotz. The coach doesn't give a shit about that. Gotcha. Like they just, like their attitude is getting the playoffs. But once this team, <clears throat> pardon me, once this team gets in the playoffs, they are built for the playoffs. And I just, I think they, I am predicting now that the Islanders will be the best team in the league record-wise, midway through January through mid-March. And I think they'll go into the playoffs with an enormous amount of momentum. Nobody will want to play them, and they will once again perform well in the playoffs. Do they win the Cup or no? I don't know. But I think that they'll be in the mix. And if you can get them at, like, plus 3,300 to win the Cup, I just bet on them yesterday at plus 3,300. If you can get them at that price and they get down to the Final Four, you can always hedge. Okay. Well, if you bet them yesterday at plus 3,300, they must respect your bet and they move the shit out of the line because of what you did. How about that? I, I might've bet on a different site. Oh, I doubt it though. What about, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, bet rivers has them at uh 24 to one, at least here. Yeah, I, wouldn't, that's not, I don't, that's enough value. Illinois. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think that's enough value. You can, like I said, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I think you've, you've got to get over 3000 plus 3000 to them. I okay. think at this point. Hey, All listen, right. this is paid the Mahoney, not, not, we don't need any of this sharp shit here. No, we're doing something different today. We have a bona fide sports betting genius. I read that. Hey, maybe, listen, there's a, there's a, there's a, a I, I have bad weeks all the time. And uh, maybe this is the week that I just completely shit the bed. I actually, I wrote this down somewhere. I want to find it. After this episode, we are going to find out if the Mahoney's make the show or the show makes the Mahoney's. So we'll see what happens. All right. Um, you've been awesome. You've been so generous uh, with your time. I've got uh, three little things here. A shout outs I want to send out before we uh, say goodbye. I want to shout out uh, Timmy from the G. He's a new YouTube subscriber. Uh, I do uh, randomly select a new uh, YouTube. Timmy from the G. Yeah, there you go. David Tuckman just said your name, Timmy. I love it, Timmy. Um, uh, to, on Sunday, there is a uh, official Fade the Mahoney meet and greet at the uh, local poker room. Jeffrey's coming up from Florida. He's already uh, flown up. Timmy says he'll be there. What's that? Where are you? What poker room? Uh, it's the Grand Victoria Poker Room in Elgin, Illinois. Um, we have well, I'm a... Gonna have to, I'm going to have to make a trip out there. That would be awesome. We actually have a Rivers, a really very nice casino uh, closer to O'Hare. They do not yet have a poker room. So uh, rumor is they're working on it. Um, sorry about this. Uh, but uh, the Rivers here locally does not yet have a poker room. So we all go to the Grand Victoria in Elgin. Uh, so yeah, if and when you make it to Chicago, it'd be great. We'll make sure we get. I would, yeah, I, I have to go to Chicago. Um, sports betting is obviously legal in Chicago. Sure is. <clears throat> and Illinois, so I, I will definitely make a trip out there at some point. By the way, um, broadcaster trick: if the phone ever rings during like a Zoom call or like during something like this, you just pick the phone up and go, "Not now, Mom! Fuck off!" <laughs> hang up really quick. Uh, I'm such a boomer. I actually went into my phone before we started recording, and I thought I turned off the ability for people to phone me. But uh, I obviously didn't 
click the right button. So that's my bad. Um, cool. All right. Uh, after we're done here, Edonk and I are going to hop into a new room with Trevor to do our normal Friday thing. Uh, all you new people who are, are here to see uh, Tuck and all it's of like his knowledge. Of Say that? Four? It's like is all right. Well, if if I can get all four of you to like and subscribe, I would be very grateful. Look, like look at this! Look at this quality place I'm in right now. I got bugs crawling all over this place. Look at this. I was I gonna mean, say, Edon, can I? Where are you? This is my this <laughs> this is my office. I'm I. I uh, it's so. Big. I, What's that? Is there like a fridge behind you that has nothing on in it? There's beer. Oh, there is okay. There's, okay. there's beer. There's water. There's uh, yeah. It's a sport. I, I'm a partial uh, owner of a sports facility uh, complex out here, um, and we we do use sports. Uh, so and he has beer like, on hand. Listen, the room it almost looks like you're in like a a police interrogation room. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll move my. Oh, that looks better. Okay, the Gatorade. The Gatorade. Oh, listen, get, sponsored by Gatorade. <laughs> Not sponsored. not sponsored by Gatorade. Not sponsored by Gatorade. No, no. All right. This was awesome. Uh, David, do you have anything else you'd like to say to the people or anything else you want to mention before we sign off? I mean, uh, check out, check out a hustle casino live. We've been killing it over there. I'm going to be commenting there a couple times a week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. If you ever actually want my pics or you just want to say hi at tuck on sports. Uh, I do I do a podcast usually twice a month uh, called Under the Gun. It's available on iTunes, available at CrushLivePoker.com, all sorts of things. My next podcast will be number 200, where I will be reviewing with a tournament expert uh, all of my World Series of Poker main event hands, all four days, not all the hands, but some of the most pivotal ones. Okay. So you guys can check that out. And that's pretty much it. And uh like uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. The first 20 minutes being an asshole were kind of fun, but uh, I enjoyed uh, it a lot. I, I genuinely uh, thank you so much for for being so nice and getting me on the show. This has been a lot of fun. Great, thank you very much. Was, was that was that episode with Brad? I haven't recorded it yet. Oh, I saw something this morning with uh, maybe Bart Hansen. Yeah, not for me. I haven't, I haven't put it a hand. I, I actually just tweeted out. I was like, I put a tweet out there and I said, uh, which poker expert should I have on my podcast to uh, help me go over and analyze all my all my crappy hands? Oh, so you're working on figuring out who that's going to be yet? I'm trying to think. Some people said Helmuth. I was like, eh. You, you've been in a car with Helmuth, I think, right? I have, yeah. I, I host a show called 888 Ride. So it's kind of like comedians in cars, except uh -huh. it's not funny because I'm driving. Uh -huh. And um, we, I drive poker players around Las Vegas and I have had everybody from Phil Youth to Doug Polk to Joey Ingram to Jennifer Tilly, um, uh, newest Hall of Fame member, Elia Lezra. I have had them all in my car driving around Vegas where we do kind of, uh, I mean, we basically do this, but it's in a car. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You asked him uh, what drives him. And because he's not so super quick on his feet, I mean, the answer was supposed to be you. I think that was the answer because you were driving him, but he gave some boring answer. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. Oh, uh, Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. We'll give that a try. See if it works. Throw it out there. Uh, David, thank you very much. This was awesome.
Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Later, guys. Thank you, Adam. Later.